0: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Hey, Mark. We just thought of something kind of interesting. If we think
2: gun sales and ammo sales are are crazy right now, wait until January when... Biden and Kamala Harris start their supposed presidency. Can't wait to see
1: what happens then. Man, I'll tell you what,
0: the whole gun thing, Here's the thing. Now that I'm now that I'm like not just a gun owner, but now that I'm like deep into the whole the whole second amendment way of life. I have to tell you, the thing about guns, my wife yesterday came to me because uh, we got a package in the mail, which we—I mean—we get packages every single day, and you know, she thought it was something for Christmas or the kids or whatever. And she opens it up, and it's two brand new Glock mags that I bought for myself, um, ten round that I can put into my new Glock forty-three X. And my, she's like, "What is this?" I, she goes, "Is this more gun stuff?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, "Are you done with gun? Like, do you need more gun stuff?" I was like, "Everybody always needs more gun stuff." I go, "Look, with the Civil War hasn't even started yet." Are you kidding me? Of course, there's going to be more gun stuff. And then, of course, she's like, well, let me know because Christmas is coming up. And I was like, oh, what? thank you. What a great idea. So then I went online. Here's the other thing I did. Then I went online. I was like, oh, let me go find some more gun stuff that I can tell my wife to buy me for Christmas. And since it was Cyber Monday, I just went ahead and bought it for myself because it was like 35. First, I got a new holster, got a new uh, you know, a thingamabobber that goes on the thingamajig. I'm very excited about it. I'm Very excited about um, all of it. But yeah, you're right about that. When Joe Biden comes, in fact, I read an article today. I read an article today that said Joe Biden is readying. Are you ready for this, Mr. Unity? Mr. Let's come together. Mr. Let's work together for the betterment of America. Mr. We're not at war with each other. We're at war with the virus. Joe Biden and his entire campaign, should they ever come to power, should they get inaugurated and become the next president and vice president of the United States? They are readying a flurry, 100 plus executive orders, 100 plus executive orders that he will sign the first day, although I doubt he has the energy to sign I know he has The energy to sign like five on the first day, but that's the plan. He's going to come into office. He's going to sit down at the resolute desk. He's going to prop, you know, his his booted foot up on a cushion so that because you know he's, he broke his foot playing with the dog, and and what he's going to do is he is going to start. Uh, he's going to start in signing executive orders one after another. One, two, three. He's going to get a hundred of them out a hundred of them out within the very first day. And it could be anything. We don't even know what it is because executive orders are unilateral. Executive orders are the antithesis of what Joe Biden and his his transition team are saying they're going to do. Joe Biden saying it's time to bring the country back together. I will work with Democrats and I will work with Republicans. And together we will make sure. That's BS. If he's signing 100 executive orders on the first day, that he comes to office, that's not working together. That's the opposite of working together. That is wor- that is that is basically uh, ruling with an iron fist. He's like, you know what? Forget that. We're probably going to lose the Senate. We, that means we're going to be we're going to be like log jammed in the Senate. I'm just going to sign hundred executive orders my first day. I'm just going to try to break a record for executive orders in one day by a uh, by a fake president. And that's what he's going to do on day one. So that, I mean, that's the whole thing. And I guarantee, I guarantee the majority of them are going to have to do with COVID-19 and where he can restrict people, he will restrict people and where he can, where he can squash your rights, he will squash your rights. It may just be on federal, federal property. It may just be on parks. It may be federal buildings. Who knows? But if he can get away with it, he's going to do it because let's remember it ain't even him. He's just putting the pen to the paper and he's signing away, and then he's going to sign that he can't even read these things anymore. I guarantee, but that's what's going to happen. And then, yes, of course, after he gets to after he gets through the the COVID nineteen restrictions, after he gets through the health care, after he gets through all of that, he's going to come for your guns. He already said it. Remember, bingo, bingo. That's what he said too. Uh, was it Anderson Cooper? Uh, you know, you said that if you're president, you're going to come and and take everyone's AR fifteen. Bingo. And Beto O'Rourke is gonna be standing there right by his side, just like ready, ready to go. He's gonna be like, "I'm here, Joe. I'm here, Joe. What do you need, Joe? I'm gonna ready to go door to door, door to door, Joe." Now, Beto O'Rourke's gonna go door to door and grab people's AR-15s from them. Beto O'Rourke, psychedelic warlord himself, is gonna be like, "Hello, I'm Beto. Joe Biden's heavy. I'm here for your guns. I'm here for your guns, guys. Come on, give me your guns." And I'll probably have major, major going to be like, ha, ha, ha. "He's gonna be sniffing out. I smell gunpowder." I'm going to come. We're going to come get him. That's going to be. And you're right about that. If you do, whoever left that open mic message, it's 100 percent on the agenda. And for the next four years, the only thing, the only thing that could possibly stand in the way of Joe Biden grabbing your guns, sending Beto O'Rourke door to door around the United States, with like some kind of inverse Santa Claus you know Santa Claus goes to every house in the country and he leaves presents. Beto O'Rourke is going to go to every house in the country and take away your guns and take away your magazines and take away your bullets and take away your 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 I don't know stocks and whatever else. Yeah, he's going to measure all your barrels and make sure they're not too big. Whatever whatever gun rights, they're just going to they're just going to do it. Executive orders, 100 of them, ready to go on day one, and the only thing standing in the way is Georgia. The only thing standing in the way is the Senate. The only thing that protects you from Joe Biden and the Democrats stripping you one by one of your rights, one by one. Like, you look at the Bill of Rights and you're like, these are great. They look at the Bill of Rights and they're like, all right, how do we undo these? It's it's like their to-do list or their unto-do list. Or to undo list, I guess would be. Uh, we'll figure it out eventually. It's their to undo list, and they're going to start off with gun control. They're going to start off with freedom of religion, which they've already, thanks to a lot of governors in California and whatnot, they've already started to to undo that. Although New York State got slapped by the Supreme Court, thank God, that said you can't actually limit people's ability to get together and worship because we have something called the Constitution, and it's right there in the Constitution, right there. Ready to go. Constitution. You can pray. You can worship. You can have a pistol. You can do whatever you want. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle, and it's not going to be a unified one. It's not going to be Democrats and Republicans working together. It's going to be Joe Biden signing executive orders, somebody suing him and taking it to the Supreme Court, which will then say it is unconstitutional. It's going to be Joe Biden and the whoever, whatever Democrats are left in the House of Representatives saying here's some kind of really stringent, uh, stringent bill that we're putting forward that's going to cost a lot of money and strip away uh, the rights of several hundred million Americans all at the same time and then the senate's going to be like veto ixnay on the ill bay that takes away the ites ray they're going to be like we're done with it it's going to be back and forth back and forth the entire time unless of course for some reason the democrats win both of the seats in the senate unless of course the democrats somehow win both of those seats in georgia and they take the senate And with Kamala Harris, they get their 51 votes. And if that happens, well, then he won't need to sign 100 executive orders. He probably will still, but he won't need to because they'll just they'll just run rampant. They'll run roughshod over everything. And it won't matter. It won't matter if you're going to buy guns or not, because they'll be able to come and take them away. They're going to control everything. And that's why Georgia. It's so important. While Rudy Giuliani's in Arizona fighting for votes and while, while Sidney Powell's fighting in the courts, uh, you know, against Dominion Software and while the Pennsylvania legislature is finally getting off their butts and doing something to overturn that election and make sure that those uh, electoral votes aren't certified and make sure that they go to the rightful winner of Pennsylvania. While all of that is going on, everybody else who can make a difference in Georgia has to turn to Georgia because that's where The battle now is won or lost. And that's why Donald Trump announced that, guess what? He will be making at least one trip to Georgia before the election. We'll get to that here. In just a minute. Also, there's some other interesting news uh, coming out of Georgia about the Libertarian Party. I'm surprised nobody's really mentioned the Libertarian Party because the Libertarians with Joe Jorgensen or Yo Jorgensen, however you want to pronounce it, um, the Libertarian Party, they kind of secretly and under the radar helped the Democrats steal this election. And in doing so, got pretty much – they're the only party that's happy with the way this election turned out, or at least they will be if they also – Get Republicans to win in Georgia. So there may be some there may be some invisible allies in the Libertarian Party that the Republicans and President Trump can call on here in just a minute to make sure we all work together to save the United States of America. 855-765-1045. five seven six five one zero four five. We're gonna take a quick break. Coming up, we have a very important announcement to make about our Ho Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament. We have some mail time. We have a bunch of your phone calls. We're collecting open mics. They're coming in fast and furious. If you've got something you want to say and you can't get through on the on the phone lines door, just Call uh, get our open mics going. You can call, uh, you can uh, download the app in our the app store. Hit the open mic button, record a message, send it right here to the studio, and we will play them on the air here in just a second. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We're just getting fired up. It's the Markay Show. We'll be right back. Show my name is Mark A 1045 everything's breaking today and it's totally not my fault although I know I'm going to get blamed for it eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number and a lot you know a lot of stuff going on today we have uh, we have uh, for example this whole thing going on in Georgia and in Georgia what you're looking at now is a runoff election that is more than any runoff election in history because not only Not only do you have um, the two Senate seats up for grabs, which is important you know, to the people of Georgia because they want their representatives representing them in Washington. They want the people they choose that they believe have their best interests at heart. They want those people going to Washington, D.C. to fight for Georgia and Georgians. But because control of the Senate is also up for grabs and because you have people like Chuck Schumer and because you have people like Nancy Pelosi and because you have all these other people who are like, look, we need to just control everything. We need to make sure that we have a a blank check to just make the the two party system. Forget about it. This whole working together. If if Joe Biden seriously wanted to work together, then he would call off the dogs. They would pull their money out of Georgia. They would stop telling people like Andrew Yang to move to Georgia and, and register all these voters. In fact, did you know that Governor Kemp finally is doing something good for the election? And he called yesterday an investigation into several groups that are signing up voters Prior to the runoff election, because the way it works now is even if you didn't vote in the last election, you can sign up, you can register and you can vote in the runoff, which I think is I feel like if you didn't vote the first time, what you shouldn't be, but you shouldn't uh, be allowed to vote in the runoff. If you didn't go out there and say, hey, I pick this person. And they ended up, you know, why Why now are we letting all these people who are new to Georgia, who are moving there just to vote? Why are we letting all these organizations go out there and sign up people whose forwarding addresses take you out of state when clearly this is a Georgia election? But, you know, we all know what's been going on uh, with elections lately, and we all know that they're a little tainted. Well, the uh, President Trump said he announced that he will be traveling to Georgia to support Republican Senate candidates in a runoff election. This is big news. Because a lot of his supporters, a lot of the 75 million people who backed Donald Trump, a lot of people who feel disenfranchised by the Democrats who basically reached out and did everything they could to sway this election either legally or illegally in the way of their candidate, they feel totally annoyed, totally disenfranchised, and they're angry not just at the Democrats, but at the Republicans who are sitting around basically doing nothing um, like Governor Kemp and like Secretary of State uh, Ratzenberger or Rafsenberger or Ravi uh, burger. Anyway, whatever his name is, he's out there now saying, well, now we're going to investigate these groups prior to the runoff election, even though we didn't do it before the presidential election. And there's Republicans out there who are like, screw it. I'm going to boycott. I don't care what happens to the Senate. Well, Donald Trump understands that that's bad. That's bad. We don't know how these lawsuits are going to turn out. We don't know what's going to happen with the Supreme Court. We don't know what uh, who's going to be inaugurated yet on January 20th. So President Trump says, look, I understand that you're mad. I'm mad, too. I understand that you want to you want to stick it to the man. I want to stick it to the man, too. And the man could be a Republican uh, uh, secretary of state from Georgia or a Republican governor from Georgia. But the Senate is too important. So he's going to head there. President Donald Trump said on Thursday he will travel to Georgia to support the state's Republican Senate candidates ahead of the January 5th runoff election. Speaking of Georgia, I'll be going there, the president said uh, during his Thanksgiving teleconference. Maybe I'll go twice. Trump said at one point he said he'd love to do it in a stadium, but also added you can't because of covid. Uh is holding its runoff elections for both of its U.S. Senate seats on November the 5th, although mail in voting starts much earlier. Don't be disappointed yet, Trump said, because this race is far from over. Trump responded to a Newsmax report that his supporters were considering boycotting the runoff election. Despite those worries, he wrote on Twitter Friday that his supporters must get out to vote, not just his supporters, but there's some other supporters that actually need to get out and vote. And not only do they need to vote because it's in their best interest, but I kind of feel like they owe it to the Republican Party and to the president of the United States. And that's the libertarians. The libertarians who never had a shot at putting somebody in the White House, the libertarians who never had a, a chance at making any kind of of uh, of waves in this election. However, the libertarians and Yo Jorgensen, their candidate of choice, were able to steal enough votes, most likely from the Republican Party, most likely from Donald Trump to keep him out of the White House as of yet. And the libertarians say they're they're feeling they are they are thrilled They are thrilled with life because right now they got everything they wanted. No Republican in the White House, no Democratic control of the Congress. They want to make sure that the Republicans at least hold the Senate because the best thing for the libertarians is to have the Republicans and the Democrats fighting it out for the next four years. Libertarians hate big government and handing control of big government over to the Democrats, giving them the executive, the legislative, legislative branches of government together to just write blank checks to themselves, that is in their worst possible interest. That would be a nightmare for the libertarians who basically want no government. So the libertarians, they better make what they better get out to the polls in Georgia. They better make sure that all the damage they did in the general election, they they undo in this Georgia runoff. Otherwise, it'll there'll be no part. It'll just be one party, the Democrats, no Republicans and no libertarians. And no more Yo Jorgensen. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. 765 1045 We got to take another quick break. We will be right back. Stay right where you are. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKB.
2: Hey, all you fat guys out there in shorts, I feel bad for you. You're cold today. <laughs> oh, that
0: was... <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens when you allow people to just send in uh, messages and say oh, we'll play them on the air. Eight five five seven six five. 8 it is a little chillier. It is a little chillier today. I've been getting some emails, by the way. Whenever I mention guns, people start emailing me. And one guy wrote, "Hey, do not read this out loud." And so I read it to myself, but it made me, re- re- you know, realize something. Because people are always like, what is it with, what is it with guns? Why do people have so many guns? Guns, I realized, because I used to think before I owned guns that it was just you buy a gun and you load it and you put it in your waistband or your car, but your nightstand, or whatever, and you just get ready to shoot somebody when they break in. But that's not it at all. Guns are like they're like they're like adult Legos or, uh, you know, it's almost like a car. Like you can take a gun and you can change this out and alter that and you can personalize it. And it's really I mean, it, you could just have one gun and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on it and continue to work on this thing for the rest of your life. That's what it is. That's why people love it. It's like a little, you know, it's like a, it's like a Barbie doll almost. You get, you get a new outfit for it. <laughs> you do its hair. You can get accessories. You get a little poodle that goes with it. You know, that's what I mean. That's what it's like. It's crazy, and uh, and you know, and, and I, it's true, and it's fun too as well. You know, it makes you. You're always trying to up. You know, like they say, sell you the bare minimum, but then you're like, ooh, I can get a barrel with an extension on it, and it's and it's you know mirrored and all a sorts mirrored of mirrored cool- barrel. I'm not mirrored or like it looks like with like rainbow, uh, that oh, rainbow yeah, metallic yeah, 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 yeah. or gold, you know, that kind of thing. You can get some. Do you dressers. have a gold gun? I don't have a gold. I'm not the man with the golden gun. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm not. I'm not the mad. name's K. Yeah. Mark K. Uh, <laughs> 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Somebody uh, wrote a show. I think it was Patriotic Trucker sent us a super chat and said, are you planning on sneezing? I am. Hang on one second. Bless you. I'm psychic. No, it's not. Uh, gonna... Anyway, so Patriotic Trucker wrote and said, are you planning on talking about the Arizona hearing about voter fraud yesterday? And it was happening during our show. And I said, absolutely. We're going to talk about it. Absolutely. Now, these TV. Why are all these TVs off? I think I turned those off accidentally. Um, and we were it was happening during our show. And we weren't able to talk about it. But now we've been able to go back and pull some of the highlights. And there's really just two. There were two moments that really stood out. First of all, this was a hearing. Rudy Giuliani was there and uh, Jenna Ellis was there representing President Trump. President Trump called in to the hearing as well, which he likes to do. He likes to call in to all of these hearings when they're going on and and giving his two cents. And uh, or in his case, it's more like four dollars. Um, But what happened was during the hearing was Rudy Giuliani in his opening statement said something which was so great and so important that the people in the hearing actually stopped and applauded him. They gave him I mean, I don't know if it was a standing ovation or not, but it was a rousing round of applause that he received from the people uh, at this hearing yesterday when he was giving his opening statement. And here's what Rudy uh, Giuliani had to say. Hey, all you fat guys. No, that's sorry. That's That was was not it. Here's what Rudy Giuliani had to say. And I'm going to ask you to fight. And I'm going
1: to ask you to try to implore the other members of your legislature to stand up to this. Do not be bullied. Do not be frightened. Your political career is worth losing if you can save the right to vote in America. In fact, I may get you a...
0: It's everyone like free. They're like, oh, my God, that's it. That's so true. Your political career is worth losing if you can if you can use it to restore uh, faith in free, um, free elections here in the United States of America. Which is exact, and that's the, and that's a key because what the media tries to do, and they've been doing this long before Rudy Giuliani, long before Donald Trump, but whenever a Republican came along and questioned the status quo or did something that they didn't like, whenever the Republicans came along and, you know, imposed some kind of moral legislature or said, hey, you know what, you guys are crazy, we're going to fight you, the way the media Fought back. The way that the uh, the way that the people um, in the media and on the Democratic left fought back was by ridiculing the Republicans and causing them harm and making them look like idiots. And they do it to this day. They've been doing it with Donald Trump or trying to for the last four years, and they're continuing to do it. That's why you have Republicans who will not fight with the president. That's why you have Republicans who will step aside and let the Democrats take this election away from them. That's why you have Republicans like like Governor Kemp now in Georgia, who basically has done nothing at all. In this fight for the election, you have this secretary of state in Georgia who has also just stepped aside and let the Democrats run rampant in his state and steal votes from the voters. You have now, uh, you know, what's his name in Ducey out in Arizona, who is public enemy number one with the Republican Party because he yesterday certified the vote, certified the election. In Arizona, during the hearing that Rudy Giuliani was at with Jenna Ellis that the president called into during that hearing, while that hearing into election integrity was going on, he was at his office certifying the election results. And rumor has it he was caught on film ignoring a call from the president while he was signing uh, those certification papers. This is I mean, this is not a smart maneuver as a Republican. So when you look at it, you've got these Republicans who are basically being browbeaten by the press and don't want to look stupid. They put themselves above their office. They put themselves above their country. They put themselves basically above the voters. And we're starting to see who they are. And Rudy Giuliani, this guy's been attacked left, right, and center by everybody, calling him an alcoholic, calling him a conspiracy theory, Borat trying to frame him as a a pedophile, whatever, all these, every time with the stuff dripping down his head, everything the media reports about Rudy Giuliani is of zero substance when it comes to what Giuliani does for the president and for the American people. It has nothing substantive to do with this race. It has nothing substantive to do with the election battle. And the lawsuits that are going on in multiple states at multiple times, it all is a personal attack trying to get Rudy Giuliani to fold to public pressure, trying to get Rudy Giuliani to say, wow, I look like an idiot. I'm going to stop all this and I'm going to turn my back on the president and the Constitution of the United States. Real, real legislators don't do that. Real Republicans don't do that. Rand Paul, you're not going to find him doing that. Donald Trump, you're not going to find him doing that. Ted Cruz, even he's going to he's going to be steadfast. In his morals and convictions, and he doesn't care what cartoonist makes, what political cartoon about him. He doesn't matter how many angry tweets he gets talking about his hair and his weight and his ridiculous... He doesn't care about any of that, because he has a job to do, and he's out there doing it. And these people cheering Rudy Giuliani on in this hearing... And I'm going to
1: ask you to fight.
0: Paul, make before I fast forward.
1: It's worth losing if you can save
0: the right to vote in America. In fact, I may get you a... And those people applauding at that public hearing, those people are what are driving these investigations. Those people are the ones that are giving fuel to the fire that needs to burn so that we can figure out what happened in this election and keep it from ever happening again. And that's why Donald Trump's rallies were so important. Because you saw that real people were bypassing CNN. They were bypassing the fake news. Real people were out there and they were supporting the president and showing them we believe you. We have your back. We want for this country the same things you want for this country. And we want you to be our leader so that we can make sure that we get them for ourselves and for our posterity. And the media will always try to take those people down. And some people will fall for it. Some people will not fight because they don't want to look ridiculous. They don't want to be called treasonous. They don't want to be called a kook or crazy. Oh, you crazy kook. You're trying to they don't want to be accused of, of of disenfranchising voters when really that's what most of them are doing. You know, they'll be like, well, it's time to move on and work with the Democrats. Fun fact, the Democrats don't want to work with the Republicans. They just want to destroy them. And we see that. Going on right now in this Georgia runoff election, the Democrats, they're not going to they're not going to say, well, you know what, let's see how this Georgia election just pans out. And if the Republican wins, fine, we'll work with them. Much like Joe Biden said, no, they are in there actively fighting against the Republicans because if the Republicans lose. There is no Republican Party anymore. There's a Democrat in the White House. Potentially, there's a Democratic Senate, a Democratic House of Representatives. It's It's a free for all. They will have they will have basically killed the Republican Party. And a lot of these governors like Kemp, like Ducey, like the idiot in Ohio, they'll just stand by and let it happen. What are they going to do after that? What are they going to do after that? Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 104. We're going to take another quick break. I'll get to your phone calls here in just a minute, I promise. Plus, we've got some information we have to share with you about our poker tournament. We have uh, some mail time today, which we're going to get to. And I promise, I have I have uh, more clips from this thing that happened yesterday in Arizona. There was a comment by somebody about the Dominion voting machines, which is which also made the, the audience just ga- gasp in horror. They were all, oh, OMG, he didn't just say that. He did. We'll play it for you here in just a minute. Stay tuned.
2: A fat guy in shorts today, and I am not cold, as opposed to that guy who left the open mic who is probably skinny and dressed like he is in Alaska.
0: Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey thanks so much. Thanks so much for that. Uh, for leaving. I love dueling open mic. We're starting our own like fat versus skinny, fat guys in shorts. That's uh, I mean I'm gonna be honest with you. That's probably like ninety <laughs> percent of our audience. Um, so we appreciate you leaving that open mic. Uh, Isn't and that he, a song? What fat man in a little, little shorts? Fat Man in a little coat. That's what it is. Oh, really? I don't know what that is, but that's something. All right, now everybody that listening knows what it is, but the two of us. Google that and get okay, back to me. Yeah, I got absolutely. you. I got you. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. 855 765 There's a new uh, movie out called Fat Man with Mel Gibson where he plays Santa, but he's like a, a really angry Santa that... Um, uh, apparently owns It's like a mercenary Santa. Do you see the preview Mel Gibson? Form? Yeah, Mel Gibson plays Santa, and he lives what? off in the woods somewhere. And uh, uh, this rich kid who doesn't get what he wants for Christmas hires a hitman to go take him out. <laughs> but Santa's totally prepared. What's happening? Because you know Santa exercises his Second Amendment rights. I haven't seen it, but it's it's. If anyone's seen it, let us know um how it is was Eight- it braveheart no it was called fat man oh, okay it's called it's about santa braveheart is a totally different movie <laughs> for so the record is. it was tommy boy is the movie with the uh, yeah. fat man and a little coat all right thank you. i appreciate that sure uh 855-765-1045 so we'll get to a couple of uh phone calls here um, in just a minute. First, I want to play this out. This is the second clip from that Arizona hearing yesterday. This is where um, they had a, they had this guy who was a computer expert and an uh, analyst. He came up, and they asked him, Rudy Giuliani was questioning him about the Dominion software. Listen to what he said.
1: So my vote is only as good as the integrity of Dominion and all the hackers that exist that can get into the Dominion machine. Your vote is not as secure as your Venmo account. My, pardon me? Say that one more time. Your vote is not as secure as your Venmo account. Can you think of any reason why any anyone would hire them to count votes in the United States? I, I could postulate a lot of... Are any of them good reasons? <laughs> um, they have a, a strong lobby. Um, they uh, work with the government. They work with state government agencies, and they've got the infrastructure to... Sell their services.
0: Ah, right, and that's one of the uh, things that Sidney Powell's arguing right now. She's uh, you know mounted that court case in Georgia, saying, "Hey, the Secretary of State and the uh, Governor—they installed these machines right before the election. They uh, w- issued them a huge contract." And so that's one of the problems that we have is that Dominion, which is a flawed software program that's being used by dictators all over the world to, to uh, regulate their elections and make sure that they win, this software program is now um, – they've got a sales force in the United States of America. And they are out there diligently selling machines to, to all kinds of potentially crooked politicians all over the country that want that election insurance, as she calls them, 855-765-1045. I'll tell you what, man. After hearing that guy, I think I think that Venmo, I think that Venmo should run our elections because I I don't have any problem with my Venmo account. They're super secure. And that way you could you could even use like the little emojis, you know, like when I pay because my kids say piano lessons. And when I pay the piano teacher, I use the piano emoji and the little boy and the little girl. And then everyone knows, oh, it's for piano lessons. Maybe we could do that. We could like we could cast our vote and then put the little red hat emoji so everyone knows. We voted for Trump. Um, you know, anyway, 855, you put a little broken leg emoji or a man in a wheelchair emoji. And then, you know, that person voted for Biden. Hey, uh, Johanan in South Dakota. How are you? Johanan? No? Okay. Goodbye. Uh, hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Let's go to William in North Carolina. Hi, William. How are you? Well, this is going well so far. <laughs> This is, good. this is going well so far. Uh, hang on one second. We'll, we'll get, you know what? We'll get back to the phones here in just a minute. 855 765 1045 is our number. 855 765 1045. When we get back, quick break, by the way. We've got to talk a little bit about our, our ho ho celebrity poker tournament. We've had to postpone it because uh, somebody got COVID. And I'm not going to name any names, but she knows who she is. <laughs> talk about that. We'll talk about it here in a minute. Uh, it's the Mark Show. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Morning, Mark. Welcome to the wonderful
2: world of owning guns. You never have too many guns. You never have too many magazines and clips. And you never have too many bullets. Have fun. Enjoy Christmas shopping for yourself.
0: That's something that I learned, too, like bullets, because you go through. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like saying you already bought food last month. You know, you gotta you gotta keep buying them because they don't last for a, they don't last forever. You gotta stock up too. Um, just like when there's a hurricane, if there's a hurricane coming, you need water, you need toilet paper. You know, and apparently you can never have too much of either. Um, same true the same's true with ammunition. You can never because you gotta stock up for that quote unquote hurricane when it comes. Eight five five seven six five five seven six five one zero four. I'm gonna talk to Carol who's in North Atlanta. Hi Carol, how are you? Hey Mark,
2: I'm great. And I'm sure you are too. You're freezing down there just like us. We have kind of snow or something. Yeah, we're freezing.
0: It's forty degrees no one can, everyone's panicking. Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, what's yeah, going on, Carol? Uh, I I just had a question because yeah. I heard you say that President Trump was coming here on Thursday, but I've heard Saturday and I don't know where, and I will be there if I know where. Do you
0: have any idea? Yeah, it's Saturday. He I said he said Thursday that he's coming to Georgia. So uh, oh, that, okay. yeah, he, he was during, doing his Thanksgiving address, and he was talking about the Georgia runoff. He said, I'll be coming to Georgia. Right. Uh, but he tweeted out that he's going to be there Saturday. He said, uh, the 2020 election was a total scam. We won by a lot, and we'll right. hopefully turn over the fraudulent result, but we must get out and help David and Kelly. I'm assuming he means Purdue and Leffler, two great people. Otherwise, we are playing right into the hands of some very sick people. I will be in Georgia on Saturday. I don't know when or where. Um, but, you know, Georgia's not a very big state. You can find it, right? You can just drive around until you see them.
2: Well, Atlanta's pretty bad. He wanted to go to, like, a stadium. Yeah. But we have two huge stadiums, but they won't allow it. Yeah, no, they, they won't allow it. it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to. I've
0: been trying to figure out where uh, where he's going to be. Uh, look, probably yeah. you know uh, he's he's partial to the airports lately because you can fly in. You know it's outdoors. You can fit a whole right. bunch of people there. So maybe one of the airports. Not probably not there in Atlanta because that airport's no. that airport's a mess, man. I don't want to get 75 and 85 and someone gets into a wreck and then all of a sudden you miss your flight. Oh, it's the worst. Um, hey, thanks so much for calling. Though we appreciate it. When, and if we find out. Uh, we, which will probably we will know very soon. I mean, it's only it's only Tuesday. They like to they'll plan this thing. They'll get it right. And, and he'll be there at least on Saturday. But it's important. I mean, it is an important thing. And the president is still he is still the leader of the party, He's still the president of the United States. He's still got 75 million people to vote for him and his agenda. And that doesn't go away. That doesn't go away. the The Georgia runoff or the Georgia race was so close and still is. You know, they're still doing a recount. It was within what half a percentage point or whatever. They're still doing a recount now. A Dominion software machine had had a little bit of a, a breakdown yesterday, so they had to pause the recount. But it's a close election. Donald Trump could have handedly won Georgia and still can, and can deliver Georgia back to the Republicans when it comes to the Senate races. And that's that's you know one of the and he understands that. He knows that despite. The, uh, despite the shortcomings of the of the governor and the secretary of state, despite the fact that he didn't necessarily have all the support he wanted from the elected Republicans in Georgia, he still knows how important it is because he loves America. That's the difference. You have to look at this as people who are able to put the love of country above the politics, and that is Donald Trump. I'm not going to say that's Republicans because some Republicans can't do that. They put love of themselves above the country. But Donald Trump says, look. I feel like I was cheated out of this election. I'm suing pretty much damn near everybody and their mother. And we're going to we're going to end up at the Supreme Court. In the meantime, it's too important for this country to give control of everything over to the radical left socialist Democrats. And that's what John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock are. And they're not even going to be in charge. They're pawns. And this is the thing that happens. If they go to if they go to Washington, they will not be able to do anything. They will have no power. They're just pawns. Oh, they's They're going to do whatever Chuck Schumer tells them to do. Chuck Schumer is power hungry. He's evil. He's demented. Chuck Schumer wants to totally control the United States of America. He wants to destroy the constitutional systems in the capitalist society that we have. Go look at his state go look at his state where the governor just got smacked by the Supreme Court saying, hey, Article one, you cannot limit people's right to practice their religion. It's called freedom of religion, so these people can go to mass. You know, that, that's, gonna, that's in there. It's, right, it's one of the most important, in fact, the reason the United States was founded in the first place was because people were fleeing religious per- persecution. It's going to be right there in the First Amendment. It's super important. And, and anyone who comes out of New York who's an elected official in New York doesn't feel the same way. Thank God we have the Supreme Court to set them straight. But the last thing we need is the entire Senate just kowtowing to somebody like Chuck Schumer. And that's exactly what Ossoff and Warnock are going to do. They are not senators. They are not leaders. They are pawns that are just there to give uh, power to the Democrats. And Georgia will be worse. We'll all be worse. But Georgia especially, they're going to have zero uh, representation in in the Senate if if those two clowns are elected. Uh, Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. 855 765 1045 is our number this is michelle in ohio hi michelle how are you
2: hello i'm not in ohio anymore i'm over here in west virginia i'm a long haul truck driver oh wow you're you're hauling fast yeah, well, no i'm kind of governed oh. hey um just wanted to let you know i, I love listening to your show by the way oh. i listen to what i'm driving well thank you michelle um, i appreciate it <laughs> hey uh it's nice to finally talk to you too um I want to let you guys know there is hope at the end, you know, at the end of this mess. Um, some, me and some of my fellow truck drivers are, um, hauling medical supplies. Operation Warp Speed is already in action.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, you're hauling medical. Are you, wait a minute. Are you hauling, uh, vaccines?
2: No, 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 no. Before you get the vaccine, see, I used to be a nurse yeah. years ago. And uh, before you can get the vaccines out, you have to lay the groundwork. That's why you said the, the logistics of everything. Yeah, you have to have alcohol prep pads. You got to have gloves. Sure, got to have PPEs of all different varieties. You got to make sure you've got the syringes. So that's what we've been doing. That's great. So you long haul truck drivers are your first line of defense during this whole coronavirus garbage, I call it. Um, We've been bringing you the toilet paper. We've, You know, store shelves have been out of food. Yeah. We've been bringing the food. Even when we didn't have anything to eat, we still stuck by it. Most of the truck drivers I know are Republican. We all voted for Donald Trump. Right. You know how many trucks weren't on the road on Election Day? Everybody stopped in their precinct and went and voted. Yeah. It's awful. Well, but And I know I had to come in from Nebraska so I could get to my polling station, and I told my dispatcher, "You better get me there."
0: Yeah, I But think, so, listen, oh. we we appreciate you. first of all, we appreciate you working so hard, uh, and we appreciate you getting all that PPE out there so that the vaccine can be delivered. Let me ask you this: Are you stri- are, is there still going to be a strike? Because I heard the truck drivers were all going to strike um, if the election wasn't overturned. Is that still happening? Well, I was on strike,
2: oh, you were? <laughs> oh, okay. but I found out there was a medical load to take, so I quit my strike <laughs>
0: yeah well no i mean look and, it, and, and it's tough. It's, tough it's a tough. no don't even apologize don't even apologize for doing your job because you know i'm not i'm not one into like you know boycotts and things like that especially like you said you're hauling food you're making you're keeping america going You're getting the medical supplies out there. People depend on truckers and transportation. And, you know, it strikes. I get it. They have their time and their place. I'm all about a rally. I'm all about marching on Washington. I think that's great. But if you're going to start laying down in the street or boycotting or whatever, I mean, again, to me, it just feels like you've got it. There comes a point when you have to make a choice. What's more important, doing my job, getting people, you know, the help that they need? Or, or, you know, stopping down, um, to cause a ruckus in a situation that may not actually. I would much rather you go to work and donate to a legal defense fund or, you know, or, or operation get out the Kraken or whatever Do something that you can do that you know is going to, uh, that is going to make a positive impact on this election. But again, thanks to you and thanks. To, we have a lot of truckers I know that listen to this show and, uh, and it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lonely job, um, but it's an important one. And we thank you guys. For doing that quick break. When we get back, uh, we gotta talk a little bit about the poker tournament. We've got some mail time too, and a bunch more of your phone calls. Stay tuned. More of the marquee show's coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This is the marquee Show. My name is Markay. 855 765 1045 is our number, 855 765 uh, 1045 is our number. We're take a, a couple more phone calls here. We have, uh, a bunch of people that have been trying to get through. And like I said, we've had phone issues, we've had computer issues, and then we've just had personal issues. But, you know, we've, we made it through. And, uh, I know a lot of you have been waiting very, very patiently. So let's go to Jonathan in Oklahoma. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm in South Dakota. Oh, you're in South Dakota? Well, that's like Oklahoma. It's like Oklahoma. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost Oklahoma, but with, colder weather yeah, colder. Um, <laughs> that's right oh,
2: what's going on Jonathan? Yeah, my, well my daughter had a raffle at her school yesterday for a bike and bite him one but uh my my question is yeah. uh why don't we use the social security administration to verify voting
0: why don't we use the social what do you mean by verify voting like uh you you have to give a social security number that kind of thing
2: Yeah, I I don't see a problem with doing that when you can verify if they're over 18 and also verify if they're alive or not.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it seems to me that I guess one of the issues is that we leave it up to the counties and every county seems to do it differently. Um, Maybe, you know what, maybe, maybe there is a way to federalize it. Only the problem is it's not supposed to be federalized. It's unconstitutional. You're supposed to let the counties and the states decide on how to run their elections. Um, I feel like now maybe it's it's posing an issue. Now maybe we realize that's problematic. And if you have all these different states and all these different election boards and all these different governors buying all these different various machines or saying we're going to do it with, you know, computers or hand ballots or dimple chads or whatever, you run into these problems. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is going forward. I think using the Social Security Administration would be great. I've heard people say, why don't you let the IRS do it? They collect all the money. They make sure that they you know they know who where everyone is. They know how old you are. They know how much money you made. What have you got to vote when you filled out your taxes? And if you didn't fill out your taxes, you didn't get to vote. You know, there's there's something. Hey. You, uh, you're 18, you got a job, fine, fill out this tax refer- uh, return, and at the end of it, tell us who you want to be the next president of the United States, and then we'll tabulate all that, uh, once we get your, once we get your refund. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Bobby in Florida. Hi, Bobby, how are you? Hi, um, I'm doing good. Oh, good.
2: Um, Hold on just a second, let me take you off the speaker. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I don't know how to do it.
0: Have I got you? Yeah, we got you real quick, though. We only have about 30 seconds left. What's going on? Okay. I have a question. Why is no one in jail? I I was a poll
2: worker for the first time in my life I've ever been involved in politics. I'm 66 years old. Yeah. And I took an oath. So I know that everybody who worked the polls took an oath, and so therefore the superintendent the of elections and all of that. So why is no
0: one going jail for everything that is causing been? Yeah, Bobby, first of all your phone's crapping on us a little bit. I, you know what there's a real it, it's kinda like drugs. You know, if we threw everybody in jail who smoked pot, there'd be no one left walking around on the streets to do any of the work. So if you went through every poll worker and said, Hey, did you falsify a ballot or did you did you, you know, run this through the machine twice, apparently there wouldn't be anybody left either. Um I'm not sure what first of all we got to get this election right. Once we get the election right, once we know what the results are, then we should go back and and one by one, start prosecuting people and make sure that it doesn't happen again. But I appreciate your call. Thanks so much for asking. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of the K shows coming up. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to ask you to fight. Oh, wasn't and I'm going to ask you to try to implore the other members of your legislature to stand up to this. Do not be bullied. Do not be frightened. Your political career is worth losing if you can save the right to vote in America.
0: Your political career is worth losing if you can save the right to vote in America. Oh, you know what? I'll go you one better. If you save the vote, the uh, right to vote in America, you're you're probably going to solidify your political career. If you're one of these people that kowtows to the Democrats or just you know says, ah, eh, you know what? It, not, enough is enough. It's hopeless. Let's just let's just certify this election and move on with our lives. You're probably your political career is not going to survive because if you're the Republican governor of Georgia or the Republican governor of Arizona and you let slide with what the majority of your constituents believe is a fraudulent election. If you just let that if you're the one whose name is at the bottom of the certification, saying yeah, we'll send these off to the Electoral College. Nothing to see here. This is totally legit. This is totally on the up and up. We want these Democrats in office so that they can tell us what to do when they can come down here and try to steal our Senate seats and they can stuff our Supreme Court with a bunch of liberal judges. We want all, we're we fine with that. If that's, what they're, if that's what they want, then I would say their political careers are probably up for grabs. Maybe it's their way of saying, you know, I'm, I'm done with this whole governor thing. I'm done with being a governor here in Arizona. I, just wanna, I don't want any more responsibilities. I'm just going to go home and write a book and play golf and sweat like everyone else in Arizona. You know, maybe maybe um, maybe Governor Kemp in Georgia is done with being governor because here's the thing. He's going to get primaried. You can't have that many people in Georgia who are who are ticked off at the secretary of state and the governor who feel like their votes for president weren't counted. You can't have that many ticked off Republicans and still win on the Republican ticket. It just doesn't happen. And it's not going to eight, five, five, seven, six, five one oh four five. Um real quick, the uh, ho Ho Hold'em tournament that we had scheduled for Thursday, we had to postpone. And the you know, a couple of reasons. Number one, we had someone on our staff um, had to stay home and quarantine for a while. And again, I don't want to I don't want to mention any names, but I'll just say this. Josh and I are both here. Uh, and so, so what's the you know, process of elimination? But we, you know, we wanted to be a full event. We also had a couple of other celebrities who ran into some issues, and we we realized that you know people weren't still at full capacity because of uh, because of the pandemic. It affects everybody, so we're going to push it back until the spring when we can do it at, at full force. Uh, but you know, there, it, there was this article in the Washington Post. You really need to realize that this pandemic is causing a lot of problems for a lot of people. And one of the big problems it's causing is for men, men, men are having a real issue. According to The Washington Post, this was one of their this was one of their lead stories today. uh The pandemic is forcing some men to realize that they need deeper friendships. It's true. Not just the fact that, you know. You need to live in a state that doesn't shut down or you're out of work or you need some stimulus money. A lot of men, the biggest problem that the Washington Post feels that men are, um, that men are confronted with during the pandemic is not how am I going to provide for my family? What happens if I get laid off? I'm burning through all of my kids' college savings because I don't have any money coming in and I'm not getting any stimulus checks and I live in a state where the governor has shut it down. The biggest problem for me is that my kids are going to be falling behind because they're homeschooled or Zoom schooled or virtual schooled or whatever and they're not getting the kind of education that they're going to need to go forward. Another issue that I'm really kind of struggling with here is the fact that I believe one party is stealing this election from another party uh, and if that happens, everything that I love, the Bill of Rights, my right to go to church when I want to, my right to bear arms, all those rights are going to be right out the window. These are all problems you would think that men are struggling with. But according to The Washington Post, they believe that the pandemic is forcing men to realize they need deeper friendships. And this article by Samantha Schmidt starts, it took a global pandemic and a badly timed breakup for Manny Argueta to realize just how far he had grown apart from his guy friends. In the spring, after the 35-year-old had left the home he shared with his former girlfriend and moved into a studio in Falls Church, Virginia, on his own, he would go an entire week without saying a word. There were no more game days with the guys, no more Friday nights in D.C. bars, and Argueta was starved for social interaction. He returned to his PlayStation 4, jumping on the microphone with a stranger while playing Overwatch just to hear someone's voice. He discovered the messaging app Discord and started chatting with his old gamer friends and watching them play Mortal Kombat 11 even when he didn't have the game set up himself. He started recognizing how dependent his friendships had become on those Sunday football games and nights at 14th Street lounges on venting about Republicans or why the Caps fell short in the playoffs. They hardly ever talked about relationships or family or just generally how they were doing. He'd never met many of their family members. On a rare night he spent catching up with an old friend in October, a mixture of vulnerability and intoxication led him to pour out His frustrations. I bet you still have no idea why her and I broke up. He said to her his friend. I bet you have no idea. The friend paused, apologized and let him talk for a while about what had happened. Apparently, male friendships are in crisis during covid-19. That's one of the lead stories of The Washington Post. That's what the news is today. While well, we're out there arguing whether or not our democracy is being stolen by one party over another, while well, we're out there trying to figure out if a presidential candidate and his merry band of cronies across the country illegally stuffed the ballot box or changed the voting machine software or installed a bunch of mail in votes that never ever actually existed just so they could win back the White House. If we're while well, we're pouring through numbers going, How could this conceivably happen? How could the Republicans in the House of Representatives win so many more seats back. How could all these bellwether counties go to the president of the United States? How could Donald Trump get like 10 million more votes than he did last time around? And yet Joe Biden who didn't even campaign, who didn't have the support of the African American community or the Latino voters and lost Ohio and Florida and Texas. How could it be that in the middle of the night while he was losing, he automatically came back and because of these massive dumps was able to win the election. Those are the questions I feel like it's important for Samantha Schmidt. And the rest of the clowns over at the Washington Post to be investigating, but they're talking about, but they're too busy. They're not worried about the constitutional crisis of the collapse of our election system. What they're worried about is Manny Argeta not having deep enough friendships with his buds, not having any, any more boys to go watch football games with and to hang out with. He's forced to go and watch his old, his old gamer friends watch Mortal Kombat 11, even though he's not, even though he's not playing with them. This is really you want to talk about a crisis. The media crisis in this country is ridiculous. When you have to when you have to go to page two to find anything about the election, but go to page one to find out about the lack of deep friendships between men in the United States. Yeah, here's a thought. What if you put the football games back on and the hockey games back on and opened up the bars and then we wouldn't have to waste all this precious ink or did, you know, digital you know, code on Manny Argeta and the lack of men that he can hang out with. This is almost as bad as all of the headlines about Joe Biden's dog breaking his foot on a day when the president of the United States was mounting multiple lawsuits lawsuits in multiple States claiming that the election was a fraud. This is, this is exactly where we are today in, in the next four years. We're going to be just riddled with stories about dudes who can't find meaningful friendships and the, what pets they're allowing in the White House. I mean, if that doesn't if that doesn't kill the ratings, folks, I don't know what's going to. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We've got some mail, time We're going to plow through here in uh, just a minute. Maybe a couple more phone calls too. Stay tuned. It's the Markay Show. We'll be right back. k show my name is mark k 855-765-1045 is number 855-765-1045 is our number and we have a minute we have so many people let's take one more here and then we'll jump into some uh then we'll then we'll jump into some mail time austin in tampa hi austin how are you i'm doing all right oh good what'd you want to say today austin
2: um so i just had some quick questions just about
0: uh everything that's Going on as far as like. Quick questions about um, everything going on. That election. doesn't sound like a quick question, but okay. What do you got? <laughs> um, so it's basically like the election having news about different things coming out. And yeah. being Uncovered. Is any of that actual false, like falsified or any of it is actual
2: probable? Just cause I listen to Blaze TV and all, a lot of other stuff that,
0: you know, they, they say all these things, but they don't like give any like standard proof that will back it up. Well, I mean, look, we know, yeah, we know, for example, I mean, even, you know, the hearing yesterday where Giuliani was talking to these people who, uh, you know, run the Dominion systems and have looked at them. We know the proof is there because we have we have sworn affidavits from thousands of people now. Thousands of people in, in Wisconsin, and Michigan and Georgia. We have thousands of people in Pennsylvania who've come forward. I mean, if you watch any of the if you watch any of the uh, press conferences that that the Trump legal team has put forward, you know that there's people coming out and saying, I swear under penalty of perjury that I saw this happen. And that's proof. You know, when you have somebody come forward and sign an affidavit and say this happened, that's your proof right there. You can take it to a court and a decent judge will say, okay, well, I mean, you've got proof. You've got all these affidavits. In fact, there's a big win. um, There was a big win in Nevada. They're having a on December the 3rd, which is see the first the Thursday, they're allowed to have fifteen depositions come in from people who've sworn that they've seen voter fraud. In Wisconsin, there's a new uh, case that was just levied against the president after the recount, where they found two hundred and ten thousand ballots that were illegal. We know in Pennsylvania already that I mean, it's it's clear as day that the Pennsylvania court system has stepped overstepped their boundaries and rewrote the election laws to the point where they're unconstitutional because only the legislature in Pennsylvania can write the uh, election laws. And so when that gets to the Supreme Court, it's going to be really tough for them to uphold that. So there's tons of pr- I mean, there's tons of proof. You just don't get to see it because the media is too busy telling you about why Miguel needs more dude friends and how, uh, how Joe Biden broke his leg playing with his rescue dog. Oh, and now the new one is they're trying to they're introducing you to the several different cats that may also be inhabiting the White House uh, before too long but yeah just keep like listen the proof may not be out there for you to see right now in, in public but it doesn't matter it's in the courts and that's where we need it most uh eight five five seven six five one oh four five thanks for the call though we appreciate it. all right real quick here, here we go do.
2: you already know what time it is it's the mark K show mail time now wait no further it's your host mark K. <coughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry. Uh, there you go. Time for mail time. Yeah, there we go. Fantastic. All right. now We got a couple pieces of mail here that we want, and we appreciate everybody who sends us mail, too. Um, It's much appreciated. We have a... We're, we, I ordered some shelves, so maybe when the shelves come in, we'll put them... We'll put all this stuff in the shelf. This, I feel like, is a book. It's almost like, you know, at Christmas time when you're a kid... Yeah, you shake and it. And you shake it or yeah. you go, oh, this is a book, or oh, it feels like clothes. I feel like this <laughs> is a book. It's from Tony Arnold. Tony Arnold in here in Jacksonville. And if I open it up here see what's going on it looks like hey guess what it's a book wow tales from the mile high gator oh you have my interest by tony that's it there's nothing is that g- a flying gator there's there's a gator with some kind of bunch of oranges what it just says uh it just says this is a work of fiction oh it's a work of fiction is it written by tony I assume so by Tony Arnold. How about that? There you go. Listen, we'll have somebody uh, we'll have somebody read that and give us a report. Thanks so much Tony. We appreciate it. Josh, read that. Chapter 1. They call me Ishmael. <laughs> read that and let me know. What what that's all about? We appreciate. All right, this is this is from this is from Associated Bag in Milwaukee, <laughs> <is> Wisconsin. <laughs> Associated Bag. Good cuz I hate disassociated from like somebody's nickname. And look they put a little Christmas kind of sticker on the bag. That's nice. Wait, why did they Hold on. How do I open this? Oh, I pulled a little tab. Yeah, yeah. You. Well, you can probably slice it open, though, too. No. Oh, we'll pull the tab. That's fine. This looks like it is. Dear Mark, Hannah, and Josh, just want to tell you how much I enjoy your show each morning. I thought you would enjoy this holiday greeting. Oh, it's a Donald Trump talking Christmas card. I just wanted to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. We say Christmas again very proudly. going to have a great year. It's going to be an incredible year. That's, that's our first Christmas card. Christmas oh, yeah. is not fake news. Uh, is, that is awesome. Thank you so much. For, wow, our first Christmas card. We can card. open it now. It's December. Yeah, no, yeah, I, think, yeah. I thought, you know what? We probably will start getting more of those. And then finally, we have, this is a heavy one. This is from somebody in Cincinnati, Ohio. And it's crushed, so I can't see exactly. Lisa Hart in Cincinnati, in Ohio? Ohio. Yeah, I wonder if, oh, I wonder if it's Skyline Chili. Ooh. Well, is that a uh, travel well? I don't know. Probably that would be on ice or something. Oh, it's, cl- <gasps> it's money. It's chili. No way. Is Cin- it really? <laughs> Cincinnati recipe chili mix. Three packages. How Hi, Mark. That? Josh and Hannah. heard one day on your show that you were talking about Cincinnati <laughs> and the things that people <laughs> like to try or eat when they come to visit. Well, here is some Cincinnati chili mix oh my that God. yous can make for yourself. The use. Enjoy Lisa Hart from Cincinnati. Lisa. That's awesome. I'm going to make this. <laughs> Can we have it now? It's freezing in here. I'm going to make some chili and I'm going to throw it on spaghetti and I'm going to put a bunch of shredded cheese on top and I'm going to think oh, of you about it. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. That, that is so nice of you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate everybody who sends us stuff. <laughs> and if you want to get something in here, um, we'll put the address in there. We'll put the address up here in just a minute. Have a great day, everybody. Listen, more news coming out today, I'm sure. We will report on it tomorrow. Oh, whatever you want Wednesday, by the way. So if you've got something in particular you want to talk about. Tomorrow's the day to do it. Have a great day. Stay tuned. Traffic weather news and Rush Limbaugh. It's all coming up next on 104.5 WKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries.